back to another edition of Scoreline Extra. My name is Sinead Kyo. On today's show, you're going to hear from Joe Sheehan, of course, our greyhound racing expert. You'll also hear from Perry Williams, who is a friend of the show, uh, Kilkenny Athletics PRO. Um, and as well, you'll also hear some post-match reaction there from Brian Cody, as well as Tipperary boss Colin Bonner. And we'll also hear from Carlo Hurlers, Michael Doyle and Jack Kavanagh. But first, we're going to hear from Joe Sheehan to tell us all about what's happening in the Greyhound world. Well, there's a hell of a lot happening in the Greyhound world this week and an awful lot of positive news. Fantastic to see and great local stories as part of that positive news. Starting in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium, we had the continuation of the Behind the Track series supported by the Irish Greyhound Owners and Breeders Federation. They, and they done a fantastic video segment of Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium, the fantastic work that goes on at the stadium. We spoke with track manager Tom Canan and all his team who do a great job there week in, week out and have some great sponsors and great competitions there. So well done to all. And if you want to look at those videos of our local Kilkenny Stadium, you can check them out on the Irish Greyhounds Sunrise to Sunset social media channels. So the likes of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you name it. Irish Greyhounds Sunrise to Sunset. Fantastic local segment about our brilliant local stadium here in Kilkenny. Elsewhere, we had some great news during the week. A new sponsor, Bresbet, are coming on to sponsor this year's Easter Cup, which begins next Saturday, February 19th, and it's going to be a cracking competition. And I feel some local Raiders are going to have a very, very strong hand for this one. So we eagerly anticipate the newly sponsored Easter Cup next week by Bresbet. So well done to all there. Elsewhere locally, we also had nominations for the Greyhounds of the Year categories this this week. And a very, very strong local hand in this one for Dog of the Year. Good Cody, owned by the Kennedy family. Their father, John, comes from Erlingford. They also have Bitch of the Year, Billy's Diva. So there's two nominations for the Kennedy family. Sprinter of the Year. In that category, we also have Ella Supremo, trained by Mooncoin trainer Peter Cronin. So best of luck to all of them. And also for Stayer of the Year, we have Priceless Jet, trained by the local legend, Mr. Paul Hennessy. He won the Kern Cucullin earlier on this year. And he is also nominated for Stayer of the Year. So best of luck to all of them in this year's Ground of the Year Awards. Elsewhere in Kilkenny last night we had a very, very exciting 10 race card and some very, very nice performances kicking off in the first race, the N3 novice race for unraced greyhounds. So all the unraced greyhounds get kept together in the same race just because they have the similar levels of experience, only probably a handful of trials. So keep those ones together. And Kilgraney Clang came out the winner of that one. For the Buggy family, who have been very, very successful in recent times, even had a derby finalist last year. So well done to them, Mary and Thomas Buggy and all the rest of the gang in 29.41 elsewhere on the card we had some nice performances from the likes of Apex Hunter in his last 8 starts Apex Hunter has had 7 wins made it 7 out of 8 last night before then before its last two runs it had 6 wins on the trot this is a phenomenal achievement by owner trainer Mr Stuart Kavanagh so well done to him and in fact Stuart had a double on the card last night in the ninth race Apex Huntress came in in a time of 29 
34. So well done to the Kevin family there. On the last race on the card, we also had Blast Off Harry, providing a winner for a man who's been mentioned many times in the slot, Mr. Paul Hennessy, who is a fantastic greyhound trainer, but he's also a fantastic horse trainer as well. He won at the Cheltenham Festival last year with Heaven Help Us. So well done to him and his team last night taking our last race with Blast Off Harry last week. In the final of the €40,000 Gold Cup, we had some very, very strong local interest. It wasn't to be for local connections. Good Cody found a bit of traffic, came fifth, but lost nothing in defeat. He's been a phenomenal greyhound for the Kennedy family. And best of luck to them as they go in search of Dog of the Year with him. In the same race, Serene Ace finished second. And of course, Serene Ace won the champion unraced last year in Kilkenny. So that just goes to show you the level of greyhound and the top class competition we have at our local venue. So well done, Serene Ace, finishing second in the 40,000 euro gold cup. And well done to Skywalker Berry the winner of that one so that wraps up our greyhound racing this week very very exciting times just to recap we have the behind the track series featuring our local Kilkenny stadium that was released during the week you can catch it on the Irish Greyhound Sunrise to Sunset social media channels lots and lots of local award nominations for the greyhound of the year and the different categories and well done to all our winners last night on our 10 race card elsewhere in Kilkenny we have the McCalmon Cup the very very famous fantastic competition to look forward to in a number of weeks times we'll also have a sales meeting a number of weeks after that so it's very very exciting times both locally in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium and across the country in the Greyhound Racing World Our very own Ken Maguire also caught up with Perry Williams who gave us an update on what's happening in Kilkenny Athletics It's always busy in athletics. It's all around uh, sports. So, you know, ask me the day when I'm free and I can tell you, <laughs> I mean, sit, sitting by a, a pool or something. <laughs> be a grand, I wouldn't mind sitting by a pool now, to be fair. Uh, well, Perry, you do have uh, loads on, uh, to be fair. Uh, you've got everything from schools to Leinster's to the uh, All-Ireland Bs and stuff that are coming up this weekend. Let's start with what's been happening the, the last uh, week or two. Break it down for us. OK, we'll start off with the schools. Um, the schools cross. So I suppose there's a little bit of a mix going on at the moment you know there's cross country and there's indoors mm. so you know every week for the first two months of the year you're always reverting between the two and mainly due to the school's uh, cross country season yeah. uh, expanding till the end of um, end of February beginning of March so the South Leinster schools was during the week um, there were a few schools from Kilkenny involved there was uh, uh, Kieran's College uh, Loretto Presentation CBS and down in the south of the county we had um, the Abbey Community School who are actually even though they're in Kilkenny they compete with Munster and you have um, uh, Our Lady of Lourdes which is Mm. Ross Birkin So uh, numbers wise uh, not being too familiar with what's happening on the school scene what kind of numbers are we talking about? I suppose they're similar really to what you'd have in Athletics Ireland's competition and the only bonus with the schools is that you do get um, kids who want a day off school so a day off school is worth running a 5k or a 3k or a 2k (laughs) so you know happy days if that's the way you get kids into competition (laughs) Well look you know I I won't give out about it I suppose if somebody told me that I could talk 
out and hop on a bus and head to a championship yeah. and get uh, a few hours away from there geography you go. or with the All Irelands in Belfast, you know, there's even more of a, a trip coming along. <laughs> a, bit, a bit of a day trip in it. Uh, and are, are things healthy at the school's level? Um, yeah, they are. I mean, traditionally in Kilkenny, um, Kieran's College and Loretto have always been very, very strong. Um, there just before COVID in Leinster, I know Kieran's College did a clean, uh, clean sweep of all the team titles, mm. right from minor up to senior. And Loretto, I think they had back then, it was three out of the four titles. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that was particularly strong. Um, this year, um, again, while Kieran's didn't have a clean sweep at South Leinster's, they certainly were the strongest school in terms of the boys. Um, they they won the minor boys. Um, they had they had a second. Um, actually, they had a first and a third in the junior. They didn't have anything in the intermediate. And then they had uh, winning the senior boys. And in fact, you know, the senior boys have won um, that competition since the start. So, you know, it's a pretty clean record for them. Yeah. What's what's the structure like on, on the school side of things? I mean, from, from support within the schools, is a lot of work with them done at, at their own club level and it just filters through to school or, you know, from, from teachers or from those that are involved within the school setting? Is there a good support for, for I, athletics? I think it varies. Um, I know in Loretto there for a while you had Lauren Darmody who was teaching. Now, mm. she's not teaching anymore. She was kind of a, um, a temporary teacher maternity leave or something. And Lauren did an awful lot in Loretto with the kids. Um, in Kieran's College, you traditionally had John O'Keefe. Now, he's retired, but uh, Mr. Darmody has taken over. Um, well, he was always with John O'Keefe anyhow. Sure. So in Kieran's, they will have every Monday and Wednesday, they take the kids for a run at lunchtime to the Castle Park. Um, in the Abbey, in the south of the county, um, there's very there's good support, um, but there's no training. So I think it varies between some colleges. Some some schools basically have that structure like Kieran's and others are just supportive. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and look, I suppose you can't do every sport and it really does take a teacher who has a strong interest in athletics to be able to lead the way. Yeah. And you had mentioned that with the, with the, the season and the, the cross-country side of things being extended, I mean, what's on the horizon for, for this time of year for the schools? So the South Leinster schools and the East Monster schools happened last week. Yeah. Um, the um, the next uh, phase of it is the Monsters and the Leinsters, which will be um, in a week's time. Okay. Um, so they'll um, they'll do the Leinsters and Monsters top 15 qualify individually and then obviously the teams qualify then as well and that brings them then to the national schools which will be about two weeks later and the national schools as I mentioned earlier they're in Belfast this year um, it, it's always I suppose it's, it's a funny setup because you know Athletics Ireland and at the club level is where all the training really does happen but yet there seems to be a huge honour in winning a schools cross country even you know even for the point of view of say people looking for scholarships um, to the states uh, there would be a big big lookout for who's winning schools really yeah and I, I think it, maybe it's because of the structure in the US is based around schools yeah. maybe that's part of it um, I suppose the other part of it is that um, the schools love to have the glory and they can probably <laughs> they can probably maybe advertise and promote sure. the wins a little bit more than clubs have I mean I'm not really sure what the reason is but yeah. it's always been a big take and the same with the, the track and field in the summer I mean we, we've just seen it on the, the hurling side in the, the colleges the All-Ireland preliminary round during the week or, or last week with Kieran's College and, and CBS going at it in the hurling city rivalry is always going to be a big thing would you find something similar on, on the athletic side um, 
or is, or is it a little bit more of a level playing field might be a weird kind of pun slash reference I suppose but. it's a little bit more varied yes while you'll always have uh, colleges like uh, Loretto in Kilkenny and Kieran's College in Kilkenny they always do very very well in Leinster's yeah. um, so I suppose they would be the schools to look to but it's a little bit different in the sense that it's I suppose you have smaller teams um, sometimes what you get is the team from the school is actually the same team for the club yes yeah. you know um, and uh, depending on where it is like say down the south of the county now you know anyone from St. Sennans the majority of them go to the Abbey Yeah. you know in Kilkenny anyone from KCH the majority go to Kieran's or Loretto now there will be quite a big core go to Prez and, and CBS as well but the stronger ones tend to go to Loretto and, um, and Kieran's so it's just a little bit different um yeah, I'm not sure that same rivalry is okay. there that would be for Hurling. <laughs> uh, would there be uh, would there be uh, much in terms of expectations on the schools and when they hit when they had for Belfast? Well, that depends on how strong the team is. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly, there's always, like any sport, if you've got some good guys and, you know, like with Loretto's senior team and, K- and Kieran's senior team, I suppose there would be a little bit more expectation because they've all done, they've both done very well throughout the years. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, you're only as good as you are on sure. the day or as you are that year. And certainly some of those uh, athletes are running very well at the moment. Okay. Uh, you've mentioned as well uh, the uh, All-Ireland Bs are, are happening. That's, yeah, that's so this week. And, you, and you're getting into intermediates and masters and that side of things. Yeah, so that's the next cross country event. Then um, this Sunday, um, we have the All Ireland Bs, juveniles, and the masters and intermediate. Um, just the All Ireland Bs first. There's a good few from the county going. Gorn have a strong team. Um, Thomastown have a good few. Saint Joseph's have a few, um, and and so also do have um, Saint Sennans. Um, it's a very good competition. So for any club or parent out there who hasn't heard about it before um, it's one that as a coach um, for 37 years <laughs> um, I certainly it's one that I certainly would recommend I know my own club St. Sennans has always done very very well out of it in terms that you know if a team does well in the B championships it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that they will do very well in the normal championships mm. later on that year so it's a great developmental race for um, for athletes um, both for confidence as, you know you always get these kids who are in the 20s in the All-Irelands well usually they might finish in the top 12 then when it comes to the Bs and they give, it gives them that little bit extra confidence to go after the top 12 mm. in the A championships and similarly a team it can often very well bring on the last member of the team which you know as, as whether it's hurling football whatever it is you're only as good as your final team yeah. member so you from that point of view you, you kind of with the Bs you look at the last last member of that team and inspiring confidence in them so the Bs are an excellent mechanism for that Okay And the intermediate then is just like hurling you know you have junior intermediate and, sure. and senior except you know we've got novice intermediate and senior so it's a similar category um, you know Kilkenny is is, is a little bit funny with with athletics because you know just because Kilkenny doesn't have a team like for example we don't have a great team in the ladies uh, and sometimes find it hard to fill up a team and that's because we did very well a few years ago and they're all excluded now from intermediate so just because we don't have a team and don't do well in intermediate doesn't mean that we have a really bad uh, crop of girls or or guys you know whichever Uh, Where and when are these happening? These are in Castle Lyons um, which is close to 
Michael Flatley home. <laughs> so yeah, these are in Castle Lines um, this weekend on Sunday at half past eleven. Okay, good stuff. And anything else on the anything else on the radar beyond that then that we we should be throwing our eyes towards? Yeah, well, I suppose I'll step back in the sense we had the um, juvenile indoors um, mm. last weekend as well. So it was two full-on days in Athlone, and it's quite significant in terms of it was the first time uh, in two years since two thousand and nineteen. Really, well, we had we had one stage of the indoors early two thousand and twenty before COVID shut us down. But for an awful lot of people, it's been 2019 since they had indoors. So it's like three years. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty, it was it was kind of a weird situation in the sense that for the first time ever, you know, you can, first time in a in few years that you can actually go into a stadium and not worry about crowds. Yeah. And I suppose we're all there waiting for COVID to kind of say <laughs> hi. <laughs> you know, it was just, it's just kind of a strange, surreal experience really. But um, we had some great performances over the weekend. Um Starting with KCH, um, good crop of kids in Pia Langton and um, Laura Gilmore, two great 800 metre runners. Both of them had fantastic races on the day. Um, now, it's not possible to name absolutely everyone. Sure, so yeah. um, then in terms of um, jumps, I suppose you had Louis Louis Raggett, you know, the last in a long line of raggets to grace KCH's <laughs> floors. And, you know, he's under 17 now and he's performing very, very, sorry, under 16. He's performing very well, um, meddled in the high jump and um you know he's he's a multi he's a multi adventure mm. he'd been second uh, second or third in the indoors uh, combined events there a few weeks ago um in Gorn then you had um actually Gorn's quite funny they had two goals but they had quite a lot of silvers and bronzes um so you know they had Evine Steger was she won the the long jump and then they had a girl by Cleo um Cleo Kelsey won the pole vault um, St. Joseph's then had Lily um, Lily Lily um, Ryan in the the walk and you know they've always had a strong tradition of walks St. Sennans then had Keelan Duggan in the um, walk and we had uh, David Williams then um, you know he, he broke a, a Leinster record for the second time but still didn't actually get credited because he was the runner up oh, no. so yeah in the 1500 and the, the 800 um, and look there was you know Thomastown had a, a, a third uh, Hannah Kyo second in the in the fifteen hundred. So look, there's uh, it's not possible in this show. We had forty eight medals, and oh, yeah. while I'd love to name everybody, somebody's going to get left out. And you know, my apologies, <laughs> but we can't name everybody unless you want to be here all day. Did you find, um, given uh, the the return of crowds, it's going to create a different atmosphere. It's a different buzz. It's more family. It's more supporters. It's more members. It's more onlookers. Does it does it does it give a, a different feel to the day? A different feel to those who were are taking part? I suppose the juvenile indoors is a little bit different because it hasn't been happening. Mm. But I can certainly see that, you know, everybody is enthusiastic. Um, it'll be where you really get the, I suppose, the feedback from what you're asking is this weekend we have the um, the AI games and it'll be seniors. So that's where you're going to get the crowds. And that's certainly, you know, ask me next week and I'll be able to tell you what the athlete's reaction is. And I can only imagine it's positive. But in terms of the indoor last weekend, I mean, yes, the crowds were there. Um, the parents were there the kids were there you know it was great for them to be cheering on I mean it's lovely to get that old atmosphere back where kids are cheering on their club mates you know we just haven't been able to see that even in the outdoor competitions that we've we've held because numbers have been limited and you've only been allowed in for your event and then you must go so certainly the buzz was there to 
you know to address that yeah Will we have many heading towards the seniors for next week? Um, well it, it's the indoor, it's the AI Games so that's a kind of a voluntary competition in the sense that it's, it's not the national championships the national championships are um, a few weeks later at the end of, of February um, so yeah next weekend I, I, yeah, I know we have a few from St. Sennes competing um, uh, I, I honestly don't know yeah. uh, how many others are I haven't checked the, the entry list yet but it's one of these competitions that you do if you want to get in that extra race um, so I'd imagine there are others competing Good stuff and optimistic in general for the for the year ahead? Um, yeah yeah I think you know we have we have a strong contingent in Kilkenny and I think that one of the things that you see happening is that with clubs will start recovering from COVID. There are some clubs did very well in the sense that their athletes trained. And what you'll find, and we, we just had discussions about this with some of the coaches at the weekend in, in other clubs in other counties. And the kids who are really interested in athletics and who want to get on and who traditionally have been getting medals, particularly in the older age groups, they're the ones that trained right through COVID. But then there's an awful lot of kids in the, you know, the sort of 12, 13, 14 and 15 you know they didn't because they're younger and then of course there's a cohort that are mediocre they didn't train at all and they're back training now so I think clubs will take this season they they started recovering last winter and I think you see coming into the outdoors you see big improvements all around with all the clubs Would there be any concerns of a a hangover from that? I mean it just just kind of stems from a conversation we were having on on Scoreline last week about uh, people turning into games and teams where they're not getting games they're not training they're not playing and there's there's a concern over a, a general this person was quite good or this person had promised the resources weren't there for them to continue and their love for the sport or their involvement has uh, waned and then they're lost to athletics or they're lost to whatever the sport is. Is, is there any kind of concern over that? Um, in athletics it's a little bit different in the sense that while while there are teams in cross country um, this, the track can be a little bit more individual. I think yes you will have you will have people who are lost to the sport. Now is that the fault of the club or is that the fault of the individual? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's people who are lost to sport all the time and I think what you see across any sport is because of the absence then you're coming back and you see a drop. Now, that could have been a natural occurrence that they may not have noticed as much because it was gradual over a two-year period. But all of a sudden, you're seeing a drop because things haven't happened. So there's that aspect which you're going to lose kids anyhow. The other aspect is it depends on how much work the coach did. Now, I certainly, from my own perspective, I gave all my my athletes training plans. And I know certainly with my own athletes in the club, the ones that I coach, they're all doing very well because I kept... In, in touch with them I know there's other clubs like um, you know you have uh, Neve Richardson in, in KCH she kept in touch with her athletes you know and St. Joseph's again they kept in touch with their athletes I can't, I'm not going to address every club sure. but, but the ones who kept in touch with their athletes gave them training programmes touched base with them to see how they are they kept those kids going it's you know and we even have it in St. Sennens where some coaches didn't touch base with yeah. their athletes and you know yeah they're significantly down 
and I'm sure in KCH have it and all the closes as well so really it was up to the coach mm. to put in the work during lockdown and the kids then to respond so yes to answer your question there will be some loss um, whether that's over and above what we would normally lose I'm not sure I mean certainly I haven't seen any more of a drain than we would normally see from you know a normal teenager or teenager attitude activity But as as more you know larger training resumes and bigger events come back on and more people are involved there's going to be that natural kind of Yeah I think overall clubs have seen a rise in numbers um, and that's partly due to when athletics came back last year GEA wasn't back so there was no other sport back so obviously there was a huge rise in numbers with the majority of clubs having waiting lists Um, Now obviously it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see will that cohort stay with the clubs this year um, you know, I, I think actually, you know, just even looking at the cross country, looking at the indoors and especially with the indoors and the times kids are doing, I would say that the standard is hugely increased. You know, definitely the times are faster than they've previously been. So, you know, lockdown has produced one good thing in the sense that the kids who trained had the time to train. Yeah you know, because they had school at home and, you know, could pop out for a run straight after school or, you know, if they'd if teacher didn't turn up for two hours, you know, they can go out and train they go, then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> uh, well, with all of this uh, said and done, before we run shy of, of time, Perry, if people are looking for, for more information or, or any further information at all, where can they find it? Um, if you want information at a county level and are not sure what clubs are in your area, um, by all means, send a message to the Facebook page, uh, Kilkenny County Board Athletics. Um, you know, I, I'm on that page, so I'll certainly get back to you. Um, otherwise, if you know there's a club in your local area, um, again, look them up on Facebook and send a message to the club via Facebook. I think Facebook is probably the best way to send a message. And there's probably a contact name there as well um, on, a, on a website. So websites, Facebook, you know, people get back to you. Excellent. Well, Perry Williams, thanks a million for taking the time out to, to drop in and keep us posted on everything that's gone. We'll be looking forward to doing this again very soon. OK, thank you very much. Bye bye. We also got some post-match reaction from Brian Cody who was pleased with the team's performance but disappointed to lose out by a single point. Brian Cody, happier man today even though we didn't win but a better performance from the last day. Well, you see, we won the last day so we didn't win today so you, you won't be happier when you lose and when you win, obviously, you know. But um, no, it was a decent performance. It was a good battle. Um, you know, the second for a period, they got a nice bit of a lead, and 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 you know, it looked as if they could drive on. But the response was very, very good from the players. Um, fought it out at the bitter end. Um, again, we probably had wides that we would prefer if we weren't having some of the wides were scorable, definitely. But look, overall, very, very good attitude from the players, and um, we just didn't, we didn't. Um, we didn't get over the line, but there are positives for sure. The last day we mentioned wides, we had 14 today, but we are creating chances, which obviously you must be happier with. I know, yeah, we, we definitely we have we did create chances, and like some of the wides, you know, you'd be thinking like you know there weren't difficult scores to get, like you know, and the players know that themselves. But obviously something that um, we'll be hoping for improvement on. Brian. In terms of that second half, is that is that the big positive? I suppose he put a string of scores together. Ah, look, yeah. Well, I mean, overall, the whole game, the whole game matters, obviously, you know. And it kind of toed and froed, and you know, we we they kind of got a bit of a lead at different various stages in the game. But you know, we fought back. Obviously, the un- 
the goal before half time wasn't it wasn't great for us, obviously, you know, it was it gave them a nice bit of a cushion going in because we had fought it back to be pretty close. Um, but that's the way it goes, you know, and obviously our goal was important as well. Paddy Haleheads obviously will need a week or two to rinse that defeat over the system, but you'll be keen to have them back, we presume? Actually, look, I mean, we're short various players, I suppose. Obviously, the Sharmas players, um, certainly, I mean, they will be coming back into us, and we always have niggles and bits and pieces as well. But look, the reality is, same time, I mean, the league is always like that. You always have players, and you'll be looking at players, and the battle is on for places. And Brian, the, the battle is on, but it was interesting to see that you had the likes of Brazil, your old club man, and, and Jody had a good game, and you brought on Johnny Wedge, we haven't seen him as well, because you're obviously, you know, baiting the bushes. Well, you're all, I mean, the league, and always try players in the league, and always be looking to try and strengthen your panel, and anyway, you'll find out by getting them out there, and, you know, they're, good, they're all good players, obviously they wouldn't be on the panel if they weren't, but um, that's the reality, and, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> championship will be on in basically two months' time, so everything is geared towards that, and part of that obviously is is winning matches, you know, and, and unfortunately that didn't happen today. But in the injury to Evan Cody, do you know much about that? That was a hamstring injury, very very tough one. Like I mean, the game was barely started when it happened to him, you know, and um, it's very very unfortunate for him. And with Connor Delaney as well last week, it's tough two injuries in the fullback line. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's something we could do without, but look, that's that's. That's unfortunate what the way things go. We also caught up with Colin Bonner in his first year in charge of the Premier County. We were six points up at half time. I think we were in a good position, uh, but Kilkenny, being Kilkenny, came back within 10 minutes. I think we had back nearly back to level. And uh, but our, our lads showed great character. And the rest of the game after that was just it was a ding dong battle. And we had goal chances, they had goal chances. And uh, you know, I'm happy to be on the right side of a point of a point game. The likes of Craig Morgan showed well again, Ger Brown. And you're learning more about your players in a tight game like that. You know, you, you find out a lot, I suppose. Yeah, these players were looking forward. The likes of Dylan Quirk and all these fellas you know they're um, you know they want to play these big games they want to show they've something to, to offer temporarily they have something to bring and um, yeah we, we have 33 very dedicated lads there and every time I, I announce the team there's a lot of them very disappointed we saw the quality some of the players that we were bringing in there as well into the game like so yeah we're, we're building and it's, it's about building a team and that's what we're doing we're eight weeks away from championship and um, as nice as enough to win uh, we need to get players onto the field we need to see what they're about uh, let them experience a match like today and uh, as I say keep building for that first round of the championship the minute Rowan and Mark came on the field it just felt like everything went up a couple of notches Walter Walsh came on these big household names all of a sudden there was a real game on there and you know that last 20 minutes was helter skelter it was yeah Rowan obviously uh, would be, was disappointed disappointed he wasn't uh, you know starting from the start because a first home game and him as captain he would love to let the team out onto the field but we just felt to like uh, you know Dylan Quirk and Barry Heffern that they played very well against Leash it was an opportunity for them to keep their development going but yeah when Ronan came on there was such a roar behind me from the crowd and uh, and then his introduction and what a score you know it's a, it says here I am you know so don't forget about me so that's what we want we want players coming on and making a contribution and having that kind of attitude Yeah in the second half there you know when Kilkenny were getting a grip on the game you had players standing up again the likes of Jason Ford and that going down the home straight like, and, like you're really finding those now I suppose that's what you're looking for is it? Yeah well 
that's, that's really what it's about. It's about a group of players coming together and, you know, they have to battle to the, to the bitter end and um, we want to have, to have that courage to, to, you know, I know there was a couple of cagey times when we were playing the ball out or doing this, but it takes a lot of bravery for a player to do that and we'll always commend them on, on, on doing the right thing rather than, you know, if a score or something came off it because it's 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 not easy when, when you have people looking in and do it like that. So, yeah, a lot of brave decisions taken there in terms of what players are doing and, and how we're trying to develop a game plan and, yeah, look, we're trying to play the ball out, sometimes we're trying to transition it, sometimes we're going long, so it's a mix and match of and then to see what, what suits us best. Yeah, will it take long, do you think, to, to make your you know, your stamp and put your stamp on this uh, team where they play with a certain style and a certain rhythm? Yeah, well, uh, I have to say I didn't I like the style that I saw there today in terms of what the players were trying to do and um, yeah, there was occasions where we went out of the game big time and Kenny came at us and scored four or five, six points at the trot and yeah, that's something we'll have to look at it to see how, how can we stop a team but at this level, you know, you're not going to st- stop the likes of your Limericks or your Kilkenny's uh, uh, or your Warford so, you know, you're not going to own the game so yeah, they're always going to have a dominant period but it's the response that's in you and our response was very positive. Finally, we got some post-match reaction from Hurlers Michael Doyle and Jack Kavanagh after Carlo's emphatic win over Westmead at the weekend. Michael Doyle, uh, a good victory, good reaction to uh, last week, I suppose. Um, your thoughts? Yeah, um, we were just saying there, like it's the first time in two years we've put together a 70-minute performance and I suppose that was the most pleasing thing there. Um, also seeing some of the younger lads there like John Dyle, Faye Griffiths, Patrick and Connor, Connor Kyo there uh, really lighting up this year. So very satisfactory day, but look, it's only the first step on the ladder. We we want to win this and um, that's just got us two points today, so it's on to the next game against Kerry. Jack Havna, you have a good few miles on the clock. You're, you're back wing back. Um, you seem to be enjoying the back there, in fairness. Ah, yeah, it's, it's back there you don't have to run as much I suppose um, yeah I'm really enjoying it so look trying to get most of the last couple of years and uh, you know it's a good bunch there so it's, it's hard to step away you know when you know you see something in the team and see something in the panel in the county so you know we'll stay going for as long as I can anyway and uh, hopefully we can uh, you know get another two points in a couple of weeks time and uh, drive on for this league semi-final or league semi-final Michael remarked there on um uh, Fee Patrick and Conor Keogh so myself and James beforehand were saying that'll be an interesting battle because Cormac Boyle and Angus Clark I know Angus might have back centre back for a while they're experienced campaigners in around that middle third and the two boys were only chaps yeah. and I felt they won the battle so um, great credit to them absolutely I yeah, know the two boys are absolutely turning turn into it they're settling there really well um, the Westmead midfield are very good you know we had plenty of battles more the year but the two boys they're really, um, they're really set the tone today with their running energy and you know, work rate and uh, I thought they really they came out on top in that battle yeah absolutely Across the backs in general, Michael, I thought you were very good. Like the spine and, and the flanks, everything worked well together, and it was a complete team performance, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I suppose it comes down to communication there, and we had a lot of uh, physicality there. Like I think Carl Lawler there today, like just absolutely dominated full back, and he's made a big difference there this year coming in, um, just breaking his, his presence there alone, and having Jack then and Jack McCullough on the wings there, you know, energy up the up the wing and being able to deliver quality ball into the forwards is is a big thing, and I suppose having Dermot back there as well now has made a big difference now this year too. In fairness to him, he's just been a phenomenal since he came back. Down about Mead, 218 to 119, so there'll be a few twists and turns in this division yet, won't there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Look, it's a very fierce competitive, you know, everyone's beating everyone, and uh, it's all, it's, like I said, it's all about just getting, like Dolly said, we're one, one fall on the ladder now, so look, a huge game in two weeks' time, and every every game in the is on test, so you know, all we can do is look after ourselves and try and get performance come the, come the day. Jack Havana, Michael Dial, well done, and uh, we'll chat to you again soon, alright? Cheers, Kev. Cheers, Kev. Thanks very much. Thanks.
that's all for now don't forget you can tune into the live show every Saturday and Sunday from 6pm we'll chat to you again soon